Welcome to the Women Who podcast, the podcast for female business owners and leaders looking for inspiration, insights and advice, celebrating the highs and supporting you through the lows of life as an entrepreneur. Hosted by Women Who Worcestershire co-founders, Carrie Pawley and Lisa Lloyd. Women Who Worcestershire, supporting women in business and in life. Today's episode of the Women Who podcast is sponsored by Centenary Lounge Worcester. Centenary Lounge is a stone's throw away from Fourgate Street Station at 31 The Cross. Their stunning Art Deco inspired interiors make this place feel really special and they offer a wide variety of choice including breakfast, lunch or dinner, afternoon tea and cocktails and canapes. They also have a children's menu and can cater for gluten-free customers and vegans. Hello and welcome to the next episode in the Women Who podcast. Today we are joined by Rachel from RT Social. Hi Rachel, how are you? I'm very well, thank you, Carrie. How are you? I'm really good, really looking forward to talking to you today. Do you want to tell us a little bit about yourself, your business? Yeah, so I'm Rachel. I am 44 years old. I feel like I'm in therapy now telling you all this. <laughs> Um, I am not a qualified therapist. <laughs> I cannot provide that sort of advice, I'm afraid. Um, I, I live in Droitwich with my husband and my dog Scout. And my business is RT Social. So I help people understand how to get the best out of social media, um, which is something that I love doing. I love hearing people's stories and showing them what makes a great social media post. That's such a huge subject, isn't it? Yeah, it's, it's, social media is like the the thing that everybody knows they need to need to do, isn't it? Yeah. When they they run their own business, yeah. what kind of um, what kind of pitfalls do you find people kind of fall into? So the the biggest pitfall probably is listening to other people on social media that don't know what they're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> yes, there are a um, lot of people. Yeah, you post so 10 times a day. Of, lots of follow loops and um, follow ladders and things like that, that people think are a good idea to get more followers, but actually aren't a great idea for your engagement level. So, um, yeah, I think it's probably people seeing stuff on Facebook or Instagram and thinking it's a good idea without knowing. I, I, yeah, I've fallen into some of those traps. Yeah, <laughs> myself. Not gonna lie. Yeah. <laughs> Where did your where did your kind of business idea come from? Were you in a kind of corporate working for somebody else position yeah, before? So I, used, I used to work for a national charity. I was a fundraiser for a national charity. Oh wow! And the area that I covered was quite big, so I covered the whole of Gloucestershire and the whole of Oxfordshire. And I started using social media to get my message out to more people because I couldn't physically get in front of everybody. Yeah. So I started using it to build relationships with businesses that I might want to ask us, ask to support us as charity of the year or venues that I thought might have coffee mornings or something like that for us. Um, And it was just a way of making contact with lots and lots of people. And I found some brilliant friends um, and I'm still in contact with lots of those friends now, which is which is great. Um, And it just got to the point that I'd been working for the charity for five years and I wasn't in love with the job anymore. There's various reasons why I wasn't in love with the job anymore. Um, And it was actually my husband that said, 
why don't you start your own social media business? And I never, ever thought that anybody would pay me to do what I <laughs> and, and my husband said, you know, I, I've got money. He's, he's in a well-paid job. So he said, you know, let's give it six months and see how it goes. And uh, within three months, I was at capacity. Oh, wow. That's amazing. Paying me to do what I love doing. Um, and, and six years on, people are still paying me to do what I love doing. And I still have to pinch myself sometimes that people will pay me to do this. But um, yeah, what is, I would never, ever go back to working for somebody else now because I love having my freedom. I love planning my day out to suit me. Um, and I just love picking and choosing who I want to work with as well, which sounds a bit, you know, a bit up myself. But I think that's really, <laughs> that's really important though, isn't it? You know, when you work for somebody else, you've got to do the work that, that's yeah. required of you. But yeah. when you're running your own business, it does give you that freedom. Whilst it, you know, it might be you've stopped nine till five and you now work practically 24 hours a day, seven yeah. days a week at times. You know, having that having that freedom to choose makes such a big difference to your yeah. kind of motivation, I think. And yeah. it's also about finding the right fit isn't it you know so I, I I presume that part of your kind of choosing who you work with is also are are we a good are we a good fit absolutely yeah yeah I mean there, there are some industries that I just don't understand and trying to understand them is too complicated we, we just don't speak the same language yeah whereas um therapists and creatives people like that I get on really well with because we speak the same language so it's much easier for me to to help those people because they're already kind of on my wavelength I haven't yeah. got meet anybody in the middle <laughs> you come down to my level a little bit and I'll come up to yours a little bit and we'll we'll meet somewhere in the middle um so yeah I tend to stay away from anything financy or scientific because it's just <laughs> my back <laughs> so you're not going to be taking on any, any engineering companies Probably social media not, accounts no. anytime soon no, no. <laughs> <laughs> I guess it's it, you know if if you're getting somebody else to to kind of run your social media for you if you've got to the point with your business where outsourcing social media management is is important and it does take up a lot of time you know having somebody that you can trust to to get the tone of of what you're putting out right yeah. it's, it's not just advertising is it it's it's engaging and yeah conversations. No, I, I don't actually do very much management anymore so I'm stepping away from management um just because it takes quite a lot of headspace to be yeah. different people yes so I've been yeah. financial advisors I've been authors I've been um, home care companies I've been networking organizations and trying to be all of those things every day takes up a lot of headspace how did you how did you manage that juggling that kind of switching literally so frequently by, by kind of stepping into the role so I did everything in sections so I was a, a financial advisor for an hour do all the financial advisor work and then I would have to walk away and come back to the laptop and then I would be an author and then I would have to walk away again and I would come yeah. and I would be, you know, whatever I was going to be next. 
yeah, it's, it's literally like putting on, on different hats. It's a, yeah, it sounds like hard work. So what, yeah. how, what, are you, what are you moving towards? So now, now I am just, just, <laughs> it's not just anything. Um, I am looking at training business owners who want to do their own social media, but they just get stuck with what the hell am I supposed to post? Yeah. So I'm teaching them how to find their story and then hopefully how to make that engaging and engage their audience so their audience will start spending money with them, which is what we all want, isn't it? We all want to spend money with us. Definitely, <laughs> yeah, yeah. When you're putting that much time into to what you're posting, yeah, you, you do as a business want a return on that Absolutely. investment yes. um, yeah. and, and building trust with your community yeah. is a good way to seems like a good way to kind of yeah I think you know social media storytelling is a really good way to engage with your audience so that's where you have to know who your audience is or who you want them to be yeah you're talking in language that they want to hear that you're talking about things that they want to hear um and it is just about kind of showing that business personality and getting people to almost fall in love with your brand. Um, and when I say that to people, they're like, mm, it's just me, I'm not really a brand, but everybody is a brand. And uh, sh- showing off that personality is the way that you will really engage with your audience. Oh, it's such a big concept, isn't it? As a person being a brand. But, you know, if you think about think about some of the like the the big businesses you know you you know who the person is that owns that business you know you might not like that person (laughs) you you know you know I'm sort of thinking yeah Amazon and Twitter you know we know who who owns or now owns these things and um they're part of the the brand for that company aren't they Um, they're, the, they're the face of it and it's just the same with a you know with a one man band or one one woman band <laughs> it's equal rights um that person is going to be the face of their business whether they whether they like showing their face which lots of women don't like showing their face on their social media or not but they are the face of their their business so you know get people to fall in love with you they will trust you. They will know that you're going to do a good job. And they will recommend you, even if they've never used your services, yeah. because they feel like they they know you, they know your business, yeah. and they can trust you. Um, so are you are you working with people one-to-one? To, one-to-one to and that? in small groups as well. Yeah. Are you, 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 you kind of mentioned that a lot of us don't like putting our face on social media. Yeah. Um, I said, I've definitely been, I go in, in kind of fits and starts with that one where I'll, I'll do it for a little while. And I'm like, oh no, too many pictures of my face. <laughs> I think you know, there's so much pressure on us that we have to be perfect. And we put so much pressure on ourselves. Yeah. That it's easy just to hide behind a stock photo. Yeah. And that's, that's all well and good. But if you want people to know who you are, and if you're in a customer-facing role, people want to know who's going to be serving them, who's going to, if it's, you know, if it's a therapist, who's going to be treating them. 
they kind of want to know what they look like and that they're clean and they're <laughs> <laughs> they haven't got yeah. dirty fingernails. They, they kind of want to know who they're dealing with. And it's kind of, uh, so I, I've, I've just set up a new programme about how to promote yourself on social media when you don't want to promote yourself, which is for... Oh, that sounds good. ...birds that really struggle to say, hey, this is me and I'm brilliant at what I do. Um, and it's a it's a 10-step course. We do 10 steps together. And by the end of it, da da da, da um, you should be a lot happier. I'm not going to say that you're going to be like super happy to post your picture, but you should be a lot happier to post your picture with your own social media posts. That sounds brilliant. Yeah. yeah. I was like, would it, would it get me over my fear of going live on social media? <laughs> oh, honestly. So I did my first live um, well, about two months ago and I was dreading it. And then I did it and I was like, oh, well, that was all right. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, I think it's... Yeah, so we overthink these things and uh, we just build it up into something that it's not. And, you know, it, everything on social media, none of us are heart surgeons. So whatever we do, <laughs> nobody's going to die if we put something on social media. Just get it done. Yeah, so I'm, I'm all right with lives in... Um kind of closed group environments yeah. it's the putting it out there on like the main stuff feels really daunting um so maybe I need to come and do your course help yeah. me get over help me get yeah. over that one <laughs> if, if you just treat the you know the, the the wider Facebook as a closed group essentially it is a closed group to members um, the whole world's on there pretty much yeah but it's still a it's still a closed group. <laughs> stop stop thinking about who is going to see it, and just think about what you're saying instead. Because yeah. the important thing is what you're saying and who you're saying it to. Yeah, definitely. Carrie, <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm a bit busy today. Maybe tomorrow. <laughs> So you, you talked about some of the businesses that you work with. Do you tend to work with sole traders, small kind of businesses, medium? Yeah, yeah. So how, they, how they tend to be tend to be sole traders or usually up to about five, ten employees. Um, so they're definitely not huge multinational companies. Um, and I like that because I get to quite often they're family businesses. So I get I get really into the family of it, yeah. which is where all the stories are. And, you know, you find out people's nicknames and things like that. <laughs> that then leads to more stories. And, you know, it's, it's great. Um, so, yeah, they do tend to be smaller enterprises. And generally they're um, Gloucestershire and Worcestershire. I've got a few that I've worked with, that are Oxfordshire and Derbyshire and um, down in Kent as well. So... Well, like, well, I guess that's that's the that's the beauty of of this kind of role. You can yeah. you can potentially work with Zoom anybody. Everything, yeah, you know, everything's just opened up to everybody, hasn't it? So, yeah, definitely. What do you think the the hardest challenge has been since you went out on your own? Um, I think probably convincing myself that I am good enough. 
Um, I suffer definitely are the imposter syndrome, <laughs> um, as I know lots of us do. Um, but I have this constant battle of, um, you know, when when I started marketing myself as a teacher of social media, if, why are people going to listen to me? Why would they? Why would they pay me? Uh, perhaps it's because I actually know what I'm talking about. And yeah, I, you do. <laughs> so, why, you know, why am I doubting myself? So I think that's probably the biggest challenge is just overcoming my own self. Have you have you found any particular tools helpful in in doing that, or is it just kind of hold your breath and jump? It's, it's kind of a work in progress. So some days I can manage it really well. So I have um, I have my book of good. So my book of good is where if people say nice things to me. Um, so, for example, the poet that I'm working with, every time I, every time we have a session, she tells me that I'm inspirational. Oh. Uh, nobody's ever called me inspirational before. Um, so that is in my book of good. So when I'm doubting myself, I can go back to my book of good and just look at these things that people have said about me. And if all of these people are saying nice things and good things then that negative voice is in the minority. So it quiets down a little bit. And oh, I love that. Good stuff. That's such a good idea. If you're listening, start a book of good. Yeah. <laughs> and brilliant for those days yeah. that are just, just a struggle. Yeah. They, so, and it's, um, just, it's just a small A5 book. So it goes in my handbag so it can come with me. Um, so if I'm just sat in a car outside a meeting waiting thinking oh my god what are you doing here you don't deserve to be here um I could just read my book of good and think actually yeah got as much right to be here as anybody else and your your successes on social media when you've been kind of running other people's social media you know is is testament to you do know what you're doing do know what you're talking about (laughs) um and you know you you've got knowledge that people would benefit from from yeah. learning so yeah. yeah you're you're absolutely brilliant at what you do oh thank you <laughs> the flip side of, of challenges um tell us a bit about some of the successes that you've had have you got kind of standout moments since running starting your business so uh, I've got quite a few successes and again, that sounds big-headed, but I don't care. It's not big-headed. <laughs> I'm allowed to succeed. Pride. But mostly, they're, the ones that really stand out for me are when people go, oh, that's how you do it. <laughs> is it yeah, that it really is that easy. Um, and, you know, so as, as well as my social media stuff, I do Canva training as well. And I have love a bit of Canva. Oh, Canva's brilliant. I, you know, I spend hours on Canva. Um, but yesterday I helped somebody to make their profile picture for Facebook. And she wanted to put her new logo into her, her profile. Yeah. And she couldn't get the right size. And I was like, do it in Canva. <laughs> and I showed her how to do it, which took about a minute. And then she was like, well, that's really easy. I know. <laughs> 
it's, it's, it's one of those things, isn't it? Until somebody's shown you, yeah, you do. or you've done hours of Googling to find out how to do something and watched who knows how many YouTube instructional yeah. <laughs> videos, you don't know. You know, there's, we're, we're not born knowing how to put a logo on a photo. No. So having somebody that can show you, you know, these are really easy things to do, but they can yeah. lift what you're you're sharing is yeah. is massively useful to a lot of people. Yeah, and I say it was it was just like she, she was like, "Well, now I can go and do my Twitter and I can do my YouTube as well." And I was like, "Yeah, off you go. You've now got the skills to go and do that yourself. You don't need to pay anybody else to do it. Off you go, go and have a play." And she she was just over the moon that she could now go and do this and. Yeah, she's been struggling for weeks trying to get this picture into this little profile picture. Done. <laughs> Makes you must make you feel kind of really proud and give you a huge sense of satisfaction that you're yeah. helping. Yeah, a, a lot of us do the things that we do because we, whether it was spotting a gap in the market, it's something we love, but we want to help people. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And the the biggest joy I get is when I'm able to do that happy dance when I can say, yeah, <laughs> that's worked out, well done. Um, and when, you know, if I'm helping people to find their story on social media, then when they come to me and say, I've got this idea, so, you know, I think this could be a really good social media post, it's because their thinking has changed a little bit. And they're now thinking like I do, that when people tell stories, you think that would make a really good social media post. How do you, where do you start with, with kind of working out what your story is? So it starts with a series of questions. So um, I would ask about the business, about how the business started, about who's involved in the business. And eventually we'll get onto what the business does, but just we need to find out how it started and, and all of those things, where the business is based. Is there anything exciting about where the business is based? Some businesses are, you know, in a stately home or an ex-mental hospital or something. You know, there's lots, lots of places your business could be based. Um, and it's just picking out bits of interest in those questions. So say yeah. you interviewing me now, it's just like that. Um, and we start to piece together what that story is and who we want to speak to and what we want to talk to them about. And then we find angles to, to, yeah, yeah. Sounds so easy when you describe it. Like it is easy. Social media is easy. (laughs) (laughs) That's my strap line: making social media easy. (laughs) What are the things that you've kind of learned along the way that you know you, you maybe wish you'd known when you first started out? Are there any kind of business tips that you would give somebody brand new yeah so my biggest tip is to ask for advice yeah because I started my business not knowing how to run a business and I think that's probably true for most of us that we've come from a corporate world like you say wanting to help people so we've just started our business and not knowing anything about tax or insurance or anything so ask for advice. And generally, people are really helpful. Um, and there are lots of organisations, particularly in Worcestershire, for, for new businesses, 
there's so many organisations to help you write business plans and to write um, applications for funding and things like that. Um, so yeah, have a look and see. Have a look in the help because everything is in there. <laughs> Good plug. Thanks, Rachel. <laughs> Right, so last couple of questions then. What did you want to be when you were a child? I'm guessing social media teacher and manager was probably not top of your list when you were sort of five. No, because social media didn't exist when I was a child. I'm very old. You're not old. So I wanted to be a solicitor all the way primary school all the way through secondary school and then I did my work experience as solicitors and I found out that I'd need to have a law degree to be a solicitor and nobody had told me that bit before that's quite an important piece of information yeah. for that career yeah. path yeah <laughs> and I'm not particularly academic so a law degree was going to be out of my reach I was never I think there are alternative routes into it now but at that point you had to have a law degree and it was just out of reach. So um, I then had to rethink my, my plan a little bit. And my business studies teacher at school told me that I was really good with people and I should do something customer facing. And he suggested working in tourism. So I then decided I wanted to be a hotel manager. So I went and got myself a degree in, in tourism management. And whilst I was studying for my degree, I uh, worked in a hotel and I never, ever want to manage a hotel. <laughs> I was thinking, wow, that's, that's hard work. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it was great when I was young, but um, it's not happening now. Um, and then I kind of fell into um, local government. So I was a trading standards officer for a little while. Oh, wow. And then I went into the charity sector and then it opened up this whole new world of social media. Um, and yeah, haven't looked back yet. Uh, so, do you know what? That's why I think you can go from when, you, when you're managing lots of different social media, different types of businesses, you, you've got lots of you know, wide ranging experience. Yeah. That means you can flip between them. You haven't just done, you know, the one sort of yeah. role. Um, yeah oh it's fascinating learning about people's career paths to the to, to yeah find out how and where they got to yeah it was, it was a bit of a windy road but uh yeah we've got here I think most of us have had a windy road with a few hills yeah and valleys along the way haven't we a few diversions it's yeah fine. <laughs> that's it's fine <laughs> so who are your women who so the women who inspire you the ones that make you laugh the, the people you'd have for that kind of ultimate dinner party um living or dead so if I was having a dinner party it probably would be more of a a nibbly kind of thing than a dinner party and we would just sit with wine and nibbles all night um in. <laughs> sounds great <laughs> I'm there <laughs> there would be Sarah Cox uh Lisa Tarbuck and Sarah Pascoe and I think it would be a raucous Laughter filled night, which is what we all need every so often. Definitely. And they're, they're three ladies that are all mad as a box of frogs, um, but they just make me laugh so much. And I think all together, 
they would be brilliant so yes yeah <laughs> are we getting like like 90s vibes from that group because they were all yeah. kind of coming to the fore in the, the late 90s weren't they yeah <laughs> brilliant yeah I'm I'm there that sounds like a great laugh yeah <laughs> well thank you very much for chatting to me today and um, if you no, want to connect me. with Rachel um just check out the links in the notes for this episode and we will see you next time on the women who podcast thanks for joining us today we hope you've enjoyed the conversation find us online at womenwhoworcestershire.co.uk remember to like and subscribe and don't forget to sign up to our mailing list have a great week and we'll see you next time